Hello, and welcome to the Windsor Church of the Nazarene podcast. We thank you for being here with us and pray that you feel the presence of the Lord as you listen to this message, and it helps you in your journey and faith with God. When I was reading the scripture for this morning, there was three words that popped out to me, and I will admit that this was not even the planned message for this Sunday, but I was praying in preparation and with just the life situation that we are all in, if God had other words that he wanted shared here on Palm Sunday. So the actual message that I was originally working on is being planned for Good Friday. And God gave me these words as I was reading the Palm Sunday scripture. And we've been going through a sermon series of three life-changing words, three words that can change history and can change the trajectory of our lives. And in the scripture reading that we read, the crowd asks, who is this? Who is this person that is coming in to Jerusalem, that's coming in riding a donkey, that's coming in with this fanfare and this celebration? Who is this? And you know, that's really a question that each and every one of us has to ask. Who is this? Who is Jesus? And who is Jesus to you? I mean, we can see that Jesus, whether we believe him as the Son of God or not, changed history, reshaped many things. And here, this crowd full of people who've probably seen and been witnesses to his work and his miracles, and some who maybe have never seen him before, are witnessing this, this parade, this celebration, and asking, who is this? What's What's the deal? What's the big deal about this guy that, that's coming in? So I want to ask ourselves that question today. Who is this? Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus to you? And before we, we ask this question of ourselves, we can already read of the answers that disciples in the New Testament and, and in the Gospels gave to Jesus because Jesus asked this question of them. And during the ministry and life of the disciples and of Jesus, they probably faced numerous reports and, and false teachings regarding the word of God and, and Jesus and his role in the world. And when Jesus was with his disciples, he asked the question, who am I? Who am I to you? And Jesus warns them that there will be false teachings that are coming from Pharisees and other people trying to stray them away from the truth of who Jesus is. That no matter the time in history, there will always be people that will think contrary to you. We have it today and the disciples were no different. There were people who did not agree with them and did not see Jesus the way they saw Jesus. In fact, they may have said that they were just plain irrational or wrong. In Matthew 16, verses 13 to 20, Jesus says these words. 
He says, when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say the Son of Man is? In other words, who do you say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But what about you? He asks, who do you say I am? And Simon Peter answers, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And Jesus replies, blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by flesh or by blood, but by my father in heaven. And I tell you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. And then he orders disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. Who is Jesus? And that is life-changing. Whatever our answer is, is life defining. You see, there's, there's people who will try to, to lead us astray. There are people who won't agree. There are people who, who may try and spread and, 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 and take over the truth of God's love for you. And in Matthew 16, Jesus is actually quickly removing you know, all of these false perceptions, all of the, the false teachings that the Pharisees may have, have given them. And he asks simply, based on what you know, based on what I've taught and what you've seen, who do you think I am? And when others, like the people the triumphal entry here on Palm Sunday said, who is this? They're asking a question based on what they're seeing. And for those of us as followers of Christ, that presents us an opportunity to share the truth of who Jesus is. Each and every one of us has to answer that question. But do be warned, there are those who will try to confuse our understanding or or water down the gospel in the presence of God in the world and in our lives. And I've heard it said once that it only takes a little bit of yeast to make bread rise, that it only takes a little bit of yeast of deceit to ferment in our lives and to quickly take over. It doesn't take much. But Jesus here asks a simple question. And my answer to that question is that he is my Lord and Savior. He's the Son of God. He loved me. He died for me. He rose from the dead, which we will celebrate in a week's time. And because of that, he conquered death, defeated sin, and has validated his promise that all of us can receive an eternal life in his presence and in his glory. Jesus asks this of his disciples, who do you say I am? And they reply, well, some say John the Baptist, or others say you are Elijah. And, and in my own paraphrase, he says, you know, well, that's, that's nice, what others say of me. But what I'm asking right here and right now 
is who do you say I am? You know, you've told me how others see me or how others have perceived me, but I want to know personally, who do you think I am? Jesus, although curious of the other views, is no longer asking, what do others think of me? He says, what do you? I'm not interested in your neighbors or your parents or what anyone else thinks of me. I want to know, who am I to you? When you say, who is this? Or someone asks you, who is this? How are you going to answer? You know, we got to answer that question. We, we can't have our spouses answer it, our friends, our pastor, or anyone else. We must have our own faith, and we must answer it ourselves. It says in, in, in Matthew 3, 9, it reads that we have Abraham as our father. But I tell you that of all the stones, God could raise up children of Abraham. That it's not just our heritage that brings us our salvation. That's, that's not true. It's how we answer this question. Who is Jesus to us? In this passage, we're shown that our lineage or our, our thoughts of, of others or how others see Jesus is not what saves us. Being a child of Abraham is not what brings salvation. Being forced to church every day as a child by your parents is not going to bring you eternal life. Jesus asks a personal question, one that shapes faith, one that shapes our eternal life. Not what do others know of me or say of me, but what do you know and what do you say of me? Who am I to you? Not what others are, but in your heart, who am I? Do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? Do you believe he died for you? Do you see him as the key to eternal life and to truth? No one can answer this for you. My prayer, though, is that we all would answer it like Peter. You are the Christ, the Savior, the Messiah, the Son of God. And how do we get to know who Jesus is? Well, we do it through discovering him in our own experiences and our own studies. God reveals to us the authority and truth of Jesus. If we went back to the beginning of Matthew 16, we read that the Pharisees and the Sadducees demanded a sign to prove Jesus's authority and divinity and his claim to be the son of God. And he says that they will receive the sign of Jonah, that, that for three days Jonah was buried in the fish, in the belly of a fish, and then three days later showed up and was ready to, to serve the Lord and was found in Nineveh. Well, with, with the coming Good Friday and Easter, we have Jesus who will die and, and, and descend into the grave for three days, but then will be resurrected. And that was the ultimate proof that Jesus is who he says he is. He is the Son of God and he is the Savior. Jesus shows himself to us in those words. He shows himself to us through many words of God and through the fulfilling of prophecies. He makes himself known in creation. His hand is in, in every miracle and every moment. And in history, he is he's proven. Many, many historians can say that Jesus existed. There's very little debate that a man, Jesus, lived. But the, the question, the defining question of Christianity is, 
who is Jesus? Who is this man? Was he just a man or was he something more? And I don't have it in front of me, but, but C.S. Lewis, I believe, is the one that has the quote that we, we have to answer this question. We And we can't just sit in the middle. Jesus was either the son of God or he was crazy. And it was one or the other. Jesus existed. And Jesus asked his disciples and Jesus asks you and I, who am I? And he shows evidence through history, through the word of God, through creation, through our own lives, his presence and his love and his authority. And he is always working, always showing himself to us. It says in Revelation 3.20, here I am at the door. I stand and I knock. If, if anyone hears my voice and opens the door, anyone, note that, I will come in and eat with that person and they with me. He is knocking each and every day. And as we welcome him in, we learn and we grow and we can better grasp and, and get an answer to the question, who is Jesus? So that when somebody says, who is this? We can answer it. It's revealed to us by God himself. Jesus asks and Peter replies, you are the son of God. And he says afterwards, a, a famous set of words. He says, you know, Jesus says, blessed are you, you know, Simon. And, and with this, you know, he reveals it. It hasn't been revealed to you by, by flesh or blood, uh, but by my father in heaven. And then these are the words he says. And then I tell you this, Peter, that on this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. And there are many who see this as, as on this rock, on, on Peter, he will build his church. Jesus plays off the name of Peter, Petros, which is, is rock or stone. And they think, and there are many who believe that it is, is Jesus saying that Peter is, is the foundation. But I, I want to take another stance here. I think Jesus, as the Messiah, as the Son of God, as 100% as man, 100% God, says on that truth, on the truth that I am the Savior, on the truth that I am the second part of the Trinity, on this truth, on this fact, I will build the church and nothing will come or overcome it. On the confession that Jesus is Savior, he will found or he has founded the church. He is the cornerstone of the church. It is not the church of Peter, but it is Jesus's church. We are not Christ or we're not Peter followers, but Christ followers on the truth of Jesus being the son of God being our savior the church is is held and that is the foundational truth the foundational question who is Jesus and on Peter's answer the church has been built I do believe, though, that, that Jesus still used Peter and the apostles to, to establish and to build the church as, as the earliest leaders. But it says in, in Acts 4, 11, 12, that Jesus is the stone that, that was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the cornerstone, and there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that's given among men by which to be saved. So even in these words of Acts 4, it says uh, the rejection that caused his crucifixion the sacrifice made by Jesus is the cornerstone of salvation. 
not anything else is one is made and done by Jesus. Jesus is the key to salvation. His life, his sacrifice, his resurrection, his teaching points us all towards the heavens and in anticipation for his return where we will all be brought up to him in eternity. So the eternal life, our eternal life falls on this question. Who do you say I am? Is Jesus your savior? Do you believe that he is the son of God? Do you believe that he died for you and saved you from your sin? Do you believe that he rose from the dead and is preparing a place for you in heaven? If you believe these things, then they should be seen in your life. If you believe and confess your sin to him, if you ask for his presence to be in your life, then you live in the truth of the gospel. The truth that our God saves, which could probably be another sermon of three life-changing words. Who is this? We have asked it. People around us are asking it. And then in earlier in, in Matthew, God actually answers this question for us after Jesus' baptism, he says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm pleased. And, and I say again that everybody ought to know for themselves who Jesus is. Jesus is the son of God. It says in Romans 10, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. 1 John 4.15, if anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in them and they in God. Three life-changing words. Who is this? The answer, it is Jesus, our Savior.